You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm here in the UK, and I'm speaking to an artist that is just so... She's up there. She really is. She's got high praise from certain people, such as Voice of a Woman. Here she is. It's Jenny Colquitt. Hello, everybody. Thank I, you for having me on. No, I've, I've been wanting to have you on for ages. I've been speaking with Linda. I've just mentioned Voice of a Woman right at the start there because I've got to get her in because she is your one of your biggest advocates. And she is. She, she was the one that introduced me to you to begin with, you know, as a solo musician through, I think mm-hmm. it was through your Twitch streams. She was just like, oh, you need to check out this, Jenny. You need to check this out. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I clicked on the links because you are outstanding. Your vocal, your piano skills, the way that you perform and relay a musical message across just a simple stream adds so <laughs> much depth. Thank you. That is massively appreciated. Thank you. It is it is just absolutely brilliant. What now Twitch has become massive recently. Yeah. What was yeah. it that kind of led you down the Twitch path? You know, what was it that made you say, okay, then this is the, rather than Facebook or Instagram Lives or XYZ, I want to go mm-hmm. down Twitch. What was it that sent you there? So I did Facebook and YouTube for probably about 12 months before I started on Twitch. Um, I can't say specifically what it was. I guess um, I just saw other people using it and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And the main thing that made me keep with it, because like I say, it's, it wasn't something, you know, anything really particular. Um, but the main thing that kind of made me stay was the, the community on Twitch, the mute, like musicians help musicians in, in the real world, but on Twitch, it's like amazing. The amount of, um, you can, you can like raid other people's streams. I don't know if you've, you've probably seen, you know, Twitch. Yeah. But you can raid people's streams, um, where essentially you kind of take your audience over to the other person's, um, you know, show, um, stream, which is absolutely amazing. And something I'm like, how have people not thought of doing that in the past? Yeah. You know, let's make use of the internet, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, for me, it's that, that makes me, um, stick around. Um, I do a lot of crowdfunding on Twitch. Um, it's really great for independent musicians raising funds. Uh, I basically crowdfunded a full album and three music videos on Twitch in the last, sort of six months so um yeah that's another thing i guess you could say that's made me stick around um and also just the fans and and the audience and the the people who you literally they'll wait in the chat for you to to be streaming and you almost feel like you're letting them down when you when you don't show up so um yeah it's just a, it is a community i know it's really cliche to say a community they like there's no you know set leader or anything like that but it's it's just amazing the the um the amount of sort of support that musicians show each other on there it's 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 incredible it's like second to none totally i mean <laughs> it, it sums it up i mean the fans in particular the whole raiding thing is just so it almost feels unique but it's so it's we talk about common sense and it's like why you just said there why hasn't it been done before like yeah <laughs> it, it's the ultimate way of growing a fan base very very quickly and it's yep. not not just growing a fan base for an artist, but allowing other people to discover new people quickly as well. Because, you know, somebody down the street might th- know somebody else who I don't know yet. And then they just say, oh, just 
will raid this person. Next thing you know, you're in a completely different stream that you would have never seen before. And mm -hmm. you'll prop you'll be giant you'll be jamming with and vibing with the music. It, it, it's great. Yeah. There's a, there's loads more to it as well. Like, you know, I feel like there's more of um a chat heavy audience friendly based content platform with Twitch. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it is, maybe it's just my experience of it, but there's more there's more involved, there's more kind of fun, gimmicky things that go on that kind of keep the audience you know entertained in other ways and it's really fun it's as a, aside from music there's a whole entertainment section of of twitch as well yeah um yeah. which is something that isn't on any other streaming platform um from what i've seen there is lots of streaming platforms i think that are trying to take on like a little bit of what twitch are doing um like facebook i know they started doing like little little things and and all sorts of you know it's not gimmicky, but it's it's funny and it's kind of entertaining aside from the music, uh, which some people don't like, but it's fun. And, you know. <laughs> now, I just want to quickly say that we're both myself and Jenny aren't endorsed by Twitch. We've not been told to say all this. Um, it is just mm. literally from user and fan experience because, totally, yeah. you know, the best kind of opinions and the best kind of feedback that you get are the people that use it directly, you, you know, use it in terms of fan sends looking through different videos and mm -hmm. you know it's it's one of the ways that you know i was pushed towards yourself and i'm so glad i was now mm. just reading through your website yep. and your about me page yeah you, you just kind of generalize that you're from the northwest why <laughs> uh, i guess maybe it's just easier for people to understand um there's no specific reason I'm from a town called Witness. Not many people know it, so I guess I just generalize a little bit. You Maybe see, I shouldn't. <laughs> you need to. You see, if you put Witness, you'd be able to put them on the map. True, that is so true. Have you read? Is it was that on my new website or my old website? I can't remember what uh, I put. It's probably on your old website, but yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, I've got a feeling I've changed that now, but yeah, I think the reason for that probably is is that whole thing of just people might not know it, but maybe that's wrong. Maybe maybe I should do that. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely, it's, I love the North. And obviously, I'm, background on me, if you, if you don't know, I was born in West Bromwich. I moved to Leeds when I was five. I moved then from Leeds to around like Barnsley and York and around the Yorkshire area. Now, obviously, yeah. you're on the other side of the Pennines. So there's, yeah. there's a slight difference in our accents. You've got more of that Mancunian slash. Cheshire slash Scousish, <laughs> you know, little, <laughs> little little culmination of everything, and yeah, yeah, it, it's it's great to hear. It's it's great to hear a northern accent. I know I, I, that's something actually I was going to say because like <laughs> a lot a lot of people who I know kind of through through this whole like music community are are from the south, um, yeah. and yeah, it's it's quite nice to be to be able to you know I guess not not worry about your accent i don't worry about it. it's something i'm proud of um but yeah it's that is really refreshing I, I totally get what you mean though because i i i think i do it subconsciously now but whenever i talk to somebody from say london or i talk to somebody from across across the pond in the states or wherever i tend yeah. to, i tend to talk a bit posher i tend to talk with a bit a bit, bit more slower and a bit <laughs> more defined and you know it, it just being able to talk like this and just not worry about the kind of little quirkisms that 
we have. Yeah. It's great. I think as long as people can understand what you say, it shouldn't matter really. Um, well, I can th- definitely understand what you're saying. The only thing that matters is that we understand each other because, you know, this is our chat, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nah, I joke, I joke. You know, it, it, it's great to... It's great to finally meet you and it is great to finally have you on the show because you've got some music coming out or coming yes. out. A bit of both. Of, bit it's of been both. a crazy year, Dom. It's been a crazy year. Like really, probably too crazy. It's been it's been amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first one I want to go into is a song that is called Therapy. Now, Therapy is a song that you've done with your band. Yes. Eli? Yes. Now, it's been released on Suicide Prevention Day. Yes. Can you describe, can you explain more into, like, the thoughts, the feelings, the the kind of pre-release where you're sat down all together and you're like, okay, then, so when are we going to release this? Was this, like, an instantaneous, yes, it needs to be released on this day? Or was it, like, a case of, okay, let's, we need to think about this, this yeah this fits kind of thing um it was i will be honest it wasn't um done on purpose let's say um but when we found out that it was suicide prevention day we were like we definitely need to um so it wasn't something where we kind of sat down and gone oh let's let's choose a day you know um it was just it, it was i guess you could say it was a coincidence but it was a coincidence that almost f- feels like it was meant to be yeah <laughs> That makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. His life is the fact that so much can happen. You know, just by chance that you just fall into a situation. It's like, oh, that actually does fit. That that goes really well. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes you could completely miss the mark and and swing. You know, hit a miss. But yeah, it really does fit. It really, really does fit. I mean, you announced this what the thirty first of August. Yeah. It feels like ages ago now. <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, it's mad to think that it only came out on Friday. Exactly. I mean, we recorded this song. This is the first song that we recorded at Allo Sound with our producer, Jono. Um, Jono Tringham. Shout out to Jono. Um, and it that was the very first one we did. We've released songs that we've recorded with him after that. Um, so we've had this song. We've been sitting on the song for quite a while. Um so for us, it, it it was like, it was so, we were so excited to get it out. Um, I, I personally, I'm going to say it's like one of my favorites that we've got. There's there's lots of different ones that we've got that are favorites for other reasons. But this one is, I guess my, what I would say is the most well-rounded song that we've got, especially on the EP that we'll be releasing. So yeah, I, w- I couldn't wait to get it out. So I, yeah, totally understand what you mean. It feels like, it feels like forever, <laughs> even more so for us. <laughs> I think one of the phrases I like to think of when I listen to therapy is it's very well-rounded. Everything has its place and everything fits. And, you know, the guitars, the drums, the vocals, everything that just blends in just so beautifully. It's it's one of those songs that you everything is just so finely put that you can listen to on repeat and not get bored. You can discover mm. a little you just you just listen to it a little bit louder or a bit more bass and next thing you know you pick up another little thing it's like oh oh this is nice oh, that, yeah that's i mean i think well-rounded is a, is a good 
way to describe it. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm obviously biased, but it is, for me, it's um, like in terms of melody, musicality, lyrics, story, uh, length, the, the full the full lot really. It was the perfect single that we wanted to release. And like I say, we've been really excited for it for a while. So who wrote Therapy? Was it yourself or was it another bad mate or...? Yeah, so I wrote the the melody, the lyrics, um, started off just on acoustic guitar and then we took it to the band and the band bandified it. <laughs> They've got an amazing ability to just create this, I don't know, um, sensory experience. Uh, James, a guitarist, he's one of these guitarists that can find um, the correct guitar tone and correct you know way of playing the guitar. Uh, style he's got so many different styles that he can you know he can go spanish blues you know a bit of everything really and he, he just he found the perfect um riffs and, and solos and melodies to go around the song to make it i guess give it more um substance in terms of on the on the the americana scene i reckon um yeah and, and equally just as much you know all the other guys um and what they put into the track it's it's seconds and none. I always know that no matter what, I can just, I can rely on them to just make it amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've got the, I've just opened up the press release um, that I got from Laura. And yeah. I, I, everything that I on here, when you, sometimes when you read a press release, it's like, okay, let's see if this is right. Let's see if, you know, if it does have these kind of feels. And I'm just reading one of the uh, lines again, saying um, a halftime breakdown section affords enough space to absorb the vocals, drum fills, and guitar licks before plunging straight into a super satisfying face-melting guitar solo. Face-melting. It is a face-melting guitar solo. It sums it up. It really does. (laughs) Yeah. James is um, talented, let's say. (laughs) When When it came to writing therapy then, Yes. Where was you? Like, what was you doing at the time? Like with everything, Dom, I was just chilling. <laughs> and I, I talk about this uh, this experience of how I write songs quite a lot um, because it's really weird the way I do it. I just, I'm sort of always just sat there. I remember where I was. I was sat downstairs on the couch and I just picked up, uh, I have like a tiny small guitar. In fact, nobody else can see it, but you can see it on the video. Mm-hmm. This one here. Um, it's not mine. This, we actually bought this from my stepdaughter, Gracie. <laughs> and I write like most songs on it because it's just really nice to play. It's one of them, them guitars that it's not difficult. It's because it's kind of small. It's really easy. I've got tiny hands, so it's like really easy to play. I picked it up and I was like, just got that boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, I quite like that. And then I knew then I had to sit down and write the full thing. If I don't write the full thing there and then, it tends to be not as good of a song. I don't know. Um, do you write music, Dom? I don't really know what your background with music is, really. I don't. I, I'm more of a... I like to come at things at more of a fan level. So I like to dissect things and I like to listen to things and pick out points where mm-hmm. I, I just like completely absurd. Like, you know, I'll put music on in my yeah. car and yeah. I'll turn up the treble or I'll turn up the bass, or I'll turn up, you know, different parts just to try and pick out different things that not many people will try and listen out for. Because when you yeah. when you blend and mix music together, sometimes you can pay more attention to one thing and just miss something else. And I tend to obsess over music. And That's listen, really cool. 
<laughs> I listen to things on repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And people think, oh, well, why do, don't you get bored of listening to that just constantly for three days straight? <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's actually really refreshing. And I guess like quite new to me because most people, most people who are really interested in music are um, at least, you know, play a little bit or, you know, they've got some sort of experience with music. So it's really refreshing to speak to somebody who comes at it purely from that listener point of view um so yeah this is going to be a really interesting conversation because it's um it's like I say it's quite refreshing I've, I've you don't come across it very often and I quite like that I quite yeah. like the fact that yeah. you're like you know I love music and not because I ever want to do music but because I just love music and I love hearing the music because yeah. I think as a player you're quite biased to think Oh, I think I I couldn't play that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I know that they're talented because I couldn't do that. Um, where, yeah, that's it's really cool that you've that you said, like them really kind things about the song, um, from that kind of perspective. If that makes sense, like it's really cool. Whenever I say things about you know songs, you know I'll I will pick out you know sometimes bad points if there are bad points, you know. But that's more of a constructive side, you know, from what I personally you know are yeah. a, a bit iffy with but yeah. like with therapy you know i like i say it's very well rounded everything just everything flows everything goes everything sits tight and it's great yeah it's it like i say it's the one that we were really excited about and we we felt like what you're feeling there we felt that in the studio when we wrote it um we've actually got i don't know if anyone's seen but on our instagram um on our igtv we've got the behind the scenes of making it It'd be really interesting for you to listen to uh, watch that because we had this moment where James was putting down the guitar solo and it's at the very end of the documentary kind of thing behind the scenes. And um, we all just was like, yeah, like it just felt amazing. It was like and in that moment, I mean, it was the first recording session we'd done as a band um, and it was really special. It was like, this is meant to be. And we got that real feeling from it like this is done it's finished and we don't need to come back to this because it's what we think is is good and represents us you see I'm, i've just pulled up your instagram now just to have a look through like your igtv and yep. you've got a lot of videos it's, it's great to yeah. see it, it's awesome i'm a quite a, <laughs> yeah i'm quite the video i'm quite the videographer i love making videos dom um if you look on mine as well i'm uh, behind the scenes it's like it's one of my favorite things to do because you can you can look back and go, ah, oh, that was cool. You see, for me personally, this is what I love. I love the behind the scenes stuff. It's the reason why I started this podcast. It's not just to talk just about music. It's to talk about the way that everything comes around and comes together and actually happens. Um, you know, how one of the, my favorite like topics is not just the actual music itself, but what's led up to the music. What's the thoughts and feelings that have gone through your mind before and it's like okay then this is what i've experienced this is what i've lived now let's either put it into a real person's kind of story or let's make up this fictional thing that adapts some of this that's actually happened or even yeah. just the creative side of things when it comes to songwriting in terms of creating a new character creating this fictional thing that some people would want to either aspire to be or some people that want to hate because we like to create characters that people hate it yes. makes life interesting Yes. And that's one of the fascinating things that I like to find. But behind the scenes stuff, things that are behind the scenes, cut down things, so acoustic versions, absolutely adore because it really strips down and really emphasizes on the vocals rather than just having this full band sound. 
Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I love as well. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I absolutely adore your touches as well. Because you've just got your pianos, you know, you've got your guitars, you've got your guitar in the background that nobody can see on here. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it is it is amazing and I just love the whole setup that you've got and the whole way that you interact with a fan base it just makes everything personal and it makes everything beautiful oh that's thank you so much for that because I really that's something that I put a lot of effort into um and I think that's that's come a lot through streaming because you kind of get to know your your fans or supporters or whatever you want to kind of call people um and you, you get to know them and you, you realize that that's what they want you know People don't just want to hear your song. <laughs> yeah. They want to. They want to know about the song, the behind the scenes, the, like you say, the the thoughts that go into it, how things are created, the person involved, you know, why the person ever wanted to write that song, and yeah, I I really feel like I owe that to people um, because I I do have a lot of support, so I feel like you know what I'm going to give back and I'm going to let let these people see see everything that goes into it and like i try it sounds cheesy and anything but i really do try and inspire people to do it as well um because i was just you know a normal person at one point and i found music and then you know my whole life changed i know that i'm not mega famous or anything but it literally is my whole life and if i can do that for someone else and make somebody else want to at least pick up a guitar and try it and you know you just don't know what's going to happen from that Okay, you just mentioned something there that I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. You found music. How did you find music? So um, (laughs) it's really strange because I I only started taking music seriously, like probably like late university. Um, I know a lot of people, they start quite, quite young. I always performed. I was like that kid that... I'd be like putting on shows with like all the cousins, you know, and like I was always the one that was like, we're going to do a play or we're going to like in some way show off. Like I've always been a bit of a show off (laughs) Um, for lack of a better word. Um, And I guess through, I did psychology at university and it opened up this whole different level of like my mentality of how I look at life. And I wanted to, I guess, put the two together. I started doing open mic nights um, and just got the buzz for just performing. Um, I'd played guitar since I was like a kid and I'd always like wanted to play and always really enjoyed music. So that is something that I've always had. Um, But in terms of like performing and wanting to write my own stuff, that kind of came late for me. Um, Well, I guess, I guess that's subjective. Like what's late, what's late to start your own material, you know? Exactly. No, exactly. There's, there's no such thing as late, you know, it's only when you're ready. You know, we've we've got a creative self that is nourishing and nourishing and nourishing and nourishing. It's eventually when it flourishes and comes out into this beautiful flower, you know, a a Mm -hmm. butterfly doesn't just appear as a butterfly. It's got to take time to be a caterpillar and then go into a pod and go through all the stages and then next thing you know, you've got a beautiful thing. (laughs) That's really sweet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, things will happen when they're ready. And a lot of times if you try and force it, things just fall flat things just fail and you yeah, either end up losing faith or you lose you know the con the constant desire to to be creative because if you if you try and force something you're forcing it for the wrong reasons if you let something flow naturally it's yeah. just gonna happen things happen there's a few things you've just said then that are like so so true like and i feel like i'm probably only learning that this year um that whole thing of things happen for a reason and 
um, you know, the time it takes should be a natural process. And if you force things, then it it doesn't ever work out right. And that's happened to me that I've done things in the past that I've rushed and haven't turned out how I'd want them to turn out and then not really being proud of it. So definitely that's 100% true. Um, You've got to nourish what you've got. And it's it's crazy because like at different stages of I guess you could say my music career, I've I've thought right this is it this I've hit this peak of talent now like I'm not really going to get any better. Um, and then you kind of a year later you you listen back to a YouTube video that you did and you're like I never want to hear that ever again you know and yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a natural process and you've got to at every stage of it like no matter what stage you're at you've got to always look for improvement and like really really kind of just see the moment as it is and and not you know overthink anything (laughs) you just mentioned something there that i always like to bring up now Mm -hmm. when it comes to looking back on things and seeing like youtube videos i particularly say this to people who have wrote songs particularly notebooks and you know got little notes everywhere around the house a lot Mm -hmm. of people throw away those old school notes you know where they first started writing songs or i always say why have you thrown it away why you might have thought it was rubbish you know a couple of years later but in yeah. five years time six seven ten whatever years time you i like to see progression in things i like to hear i mean all my original recordings that i ever did for this show i've mm-hmm. kept i've kept because i like to see the difference between how i've started and where i am now and see that progression because yeah. yeah a lot of people nowadays particularly i do it myself because i suffer with anxiety and depression and everything mm-hmm. involved and I put myself down so much and yeah. I know a lot of people do because they mm-hmm. think oh I'm not achieving this I've only got x amount of views I've only got x amount of streams I've only got x amount of whatever yeah yeah if you keep hold of the little things like the little song notes or the little songs that you think are a bit rubbish when you compare them to what you've got now and you think oh I actually have progressed I've actually have improved it adds a bit more yep. of that affirmation, you know, affirmation, that kind of self-belief. And then it just gives you that little push again to just keep going. Yeah. And and quite often as well, the things that we think from the past we're not proud of or that we, we don't like. Later, like, for example, I wrote my very first song that I wrote was called Fairy Tale. Um, and for ages and ages, like literally like probably about eight years. I just was like, no, I never want to play that song ever. (laughs) And then I had like a, I don't know if it was like a challenge on Twitch or on YouTube or something. And it was like to play your very first song. And I played it and like, it's like a fan favorite. (laughs) And people ask for it all the time. And I mean, I see progression, like you say, I can see where I've come from and um, in terms of lyrically. And uh, I mean, I I don't think melody wise, it's, it's particularly bad, but I can see the lack of depth in in its um, lyrics, you know, compared to what I'm writing these days. But that's like, how am I going to be writing depthful lyrics when I was like very first started writing, you know? Exactly. Um, You've got to experience life. I mean, it's always one of those things. I mean, you see particularly young, young, young kids talking about things that a lot of adults are still going through now, you know, in terms of life and crisis and debt and, drinking mm-hmm. etc etc et you know great you know if, it, if it's got a great melody if it's got great lyrics fantastic it's a great song you know it's, it could be a good song yeah but when you've actually gone through life and you've actually experienced different things you can then touch on it with that little it's like having a paintbrush and yeah. you know 
painted a picture with this nice big broad stroke, you know, being that young person thinking you're great. But as you <laughs> develop and develop and develop, your brushes get smaller and smaller so you can do those fine little details, those little intricacies in life that kind of adds that, like you say, depth, that extra flair, that extra little thing that sometimes music sometimes needs. And you've, you you yeah. definitely put it in your music now. Yeah, I you know I got I'm gonna bring up B movie when you say that. So if you ever, <laughs> it's like watching B movie as a child and watching B movie as an adult. <laughs> it's like yes. no way. It's so much more fun and yeah. Totally. A lot of a lot of programs what we used to watch as children. When you watch them now, you think, oh wow, <laughs> that's wow, that's political. <laughs> it's either very political or there's some really really either random or rude jokes. Yeah, that you yeah. don't realize as a kid because you think, oh, that's funny. I mean, what was yeah. it? What was it? I think it was SpongeBob or something like that that had some really, really quirky, really <laughs> wrong phrases. And oh, it might not be SpongeBob actually. It might be something else. I can't remember. Oh, my mind's gone. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> there, there was um, yeah, there was a kids program where you look back at it now and you think, they really just said that. It's like whenever you watch, <laughs> if you watch TV with kids now and you could be laughing, the kid will just be looking at you thinking, what are you laughing at? <laughs> and it's just this really, really either random or rude joke. It's Ignore me. Anyways, I've gone on one. No, that was my fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, I enjoy going off. The one thing with me is I do love a good tangent and I love going on tangents. So if there's any more tangents, just feel free to go on them. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're not going to stop me, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Try. Uh, this, is, this is like the metaphorical version of me cutting the toddler's reins and letting them go off into a sweet shop. Just feel free <laughs> yes. to roam. <laughs> so when it, when it comes to when you first started writing songs then, you mentioned fairy tale. Mm-hmm. What kind of led you down the path of approaching music? So you mentioned that you was at university, you were studying psychology. Yeah. What was it that kind of made you go, oh, I can do this. You know, I can write, I can write songs, I can perform music. I can, you know, what was the original, original thing that set you going? Um, I'm going to bring up a lovely young artist called Gabrielle Applin. Um, I just remember listening to her and listening to her songs and just, just wanting, I guess you could say I wanted to be her at that time. I was just like, wow, she is so good. She's doing so well. She was on YouTube. I did YouTube at the time. She, I, I wasn't getting anywhere, anywhere near the views she was getting. And I just was like, she's so good. And I went to see her in concert a few times. And and yeah, she was like, I mean, I've, I've had inspirations and we're probably going to talk about influences and inspirations and stuff. But I would say that she was the one that made me think I can do that. I guess I related to her in, in a lot of ways because she was like the same age as me, um, singing similar type of music I, I liked. You know, she played acoustic guitar. She had the same guitar as me. Um, I was, And she was doing really well. Um, and I was like, I want to be that girl. Like, And that's how it started. I wanted to be Gabrielle Applin. <laughs> and then I just decided I wanted to start writing my own songs. Again, I don't, I don't really know why. I just kind of loved music and, and writing and performing. I really love performing. Open mic nights were a big thing for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing music if it wasn't for open mic nights. And um, I performed a Gabrielle Applin song called Home on an open mic night. And everyone was like, oh, that was great. And then after that, you just couldn't stop me. And it's just not stopped since. That is, <laughs> that, that, that is 
fundamentally amazing to hear. I mean, just the fact that somebody has kind of ignited that yeah. curiosity, you know, that kind of inquisition into, ooh, well, that's, I, yeah. could, I could do that. And I, I know what you mean with Gabrielle, because the fact that she was, she's similar to my age. I mean, for those out there, everyone must know my age by now. You know, I'm 28, about to turn 29. You know, I was born mm -hmm. in 92 myself. Mm -hmm. And Gabrielle was, you know, similar age. And she did the John Lewis uh, yeah. effort, Power, was it the Power of Love that she did? She did, yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, I totally know what you mean in regards to having her as that kind of catalyst. Because it's yeah. just, her voice is amazing. And mm -hmm. you listen to your voice and it's just getting better and better and better and better and better. It, it's great. It's... <laughs> Thank you. Now, when are you going to do a John Lewis advert? <laughs> John Lewis, if oh. you're listening. Yeah, John Lewis, and also Gabrielle Applin, if you ever want to meet me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm up for it. If they want, you know. I mean, I'd, I'd just have to give them my, my, my price, of course, you know. You oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to ask that. I was going to say, what is your kind of like price to do a John Lewis thing? But I won't ask that because... I'm going to leave that for you to keep <laughs> under the table so you can then hit them later so they're not prepared. Hit them when, when they want me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give them ammunition to say, oh, well, she's expecting this. So if we undercut it by, you know, a good 5%, then we'll get her. We'll get her. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you never know. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's like Gabrielle. You know, would she have ever known? that she was going to do stuff like that. You know, it's just one of those things oh, that yeah. when you, you start these things and something happens, so, you know, the stars align or, you know, the cards are put in the right places. Next thing you know, you've got this big pyramid that you've managed to put together. Sometimes that pyramid falls down and I'm coming out with all yeah. these analogies today. Love um, it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's about being in that right place, the right time, the right moment. And just if you're not, invested if you're not doing it if you're not pursuing it you know with the passion that you should have then you're not going to be in the positions to take these things on and mm -hmm. you know you do show that passion you see yourself on twitch all the time promoting <laughs> yourself Your yeah. music isn't just amateur music it is it's amazing it really I, really is you've i guess like and that's another thing i've learned like this last kind of couple of years you've really got to put the work in um nothing happens for anyone for nothing you know very very rarely will you it will it just fall on your lap and like you say the stars might align but i guess you've got to be in the, the right position so you've got to put yourself in that position um you know you've got to be in the box to put the, the ball in the goal you know what i mean you've got to always find yourself in that position and that only comes with hard work um and this past couple of years i've been i really just said to myself you know if you if this is ever going to happen you've got to really dig in and you know things are starting happening for me um and yeah it just it feels great knowing that i've i've kind of let go of that attitude of well things are just gonna happen you know like because we all we all have that attitude at some point and it doesn't do you any favors um so yeah i mean streaming it's it's hard work there's you know linda learned this last week she was like how do you do this like four times a week and i'm like i know it's hard like it's not <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not always fun and rosy and you know I've got I've got a song about that as well um but I absolutely love it and like you say about passion you you wouldn't put the work in if you didn't have the passion for it and I've definitely I just love music Dom 
like you, I just love music. It's just so much fun. And you get to meet people like yourself that, um, you know, you wouldn't just walk past the street and go, oh, that guy's really into music and start a conversation. Like these things only happen through putting yourself in the, in those positions and, you know, reaching out to the right people. And you've got to just, you've got to do it to, to make it, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. Exactly. You know, if you don't, I love that analogy. I mean, I'm a, I love analogies. You know, you, <laughs> you must know that by now from this, just this, you know, so do I. That we've been chatting. <laughs> but you've just put, you just said one, which is great, which is, uh, you got to be in the box to put the ball in the goal. Yeah. Which is a football analogy. It is. I love football. <laughs> now, this is where we're going to become not friends. Okay. <laughs> now, coming from witness, you're either going to support team like Manchester, whether it's United or City, or it's going to be Liverpool or Everton, or that kind of, mm-hmm. that regional northwest area. Who is it? You know you know who I support. I mean, can you can you see the scarf? No, I, it's blue. I see it's blue. blue. Now, it's a dark blue, so I'm going to think it's Everton. Yeah. Can you see it now? I can see it yeah. now. I, I couldn't see the emblem before. <laughs> it's Everton. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a big blue. Is that okay? <laughs> that, no, that's fine. That is fine. I'm happy that okay. you said that. I'd rather you be a blue rather than the... The red. The, the red <laughs> or the other two from Mancunia. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, a... I'm from Leeds. Oh. Guess who I support? Leeds. Leeds. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's. I, I love football as well. I used to. I used to be a season ticket holder. I used to go to all the games, mm-hmm. and then I discovered music, and then I spent all my money on music rather than football, which is, yeah, upsetting sometimes. But you know, it's it's music. <laughs> <laughs> I love music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to football, I'm I'm just going to briefly touch on football. People, don't worry. I won't stay on this forever. If you don't like football, just please hang on for a second. Bear with us for a one moment. <laughs> what what was the what was the kind of thing that led you down football? Was it family? Was it going to games? Was it just what was it? I, I played football. I've always played football. I only stopped playing football um, last year when I decided that music. You know, like you say, similarly to you, I kind of chose music over football. Um, yeah, I've just I just always loved running around and kicking a ball, and I I played it more than I supported it really in in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Everton fan. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not one of these kind of bitter fans that's like, oh no, I can't celebrate anybody doing well, you know, <laughs> which I probably should be, but. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm the same. You know, I, it's about respect. It's about appreciating other people's talents, you know, yeah. put that everybody, you know, in terms of football, we're actually going to mix the two together now. So bear with me. <laughs> people hate football don't they <laughs> it's a bit like going to another person's gig say if you release music on the exact same day as somebody else and you're going for mm-hmm. highest point on the chart you know if somebody else gets it you're still gonna say thank you know well done you're still gonna say congratulations totally. you know you're not just gonna be really bitter about it say oh you don't deserve that you know it should be me that's up there you don't because it's it, it's about that mutual respect you know, in terms of the music industry, because we know how hard it is to promote music in the industry, particularly in the yeah. Americana, blues, country areas, you know, particularly in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's such a young, fresh scene. Yes, it's been yeah. around for a few years, but it's not as appreciated yet as no. 
the other genres. And I can't wait for the day where it does become the norm to play it on generic radio. I mean, it, they've started on like Radio 2 and stuff. But to actually, to actually bring in the younger artists, you know, the the unsigned artists, the people, rather than just having like the BBC Music introducing, rather than just having those separate little shows, to actually mm-hmm. incorporate it into the day to day shows. That that that's what I'm looking forward yeah. to, and can't yeah, wait to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way I always look at it, and this is probably me always kind of protecting myself, like. Because, because I guess you could say that the music that I write and enjoy is, um, it's not, you know, in your pop charts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the way I always kind of see it is there's, there's so many people in this world, you know, and I only need some of them to enjoy my music to, for me to want to do it. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I've got, I've got aspirations like anyone, but you know, if I never get like a number one, like that will not be, you know, for me, it's more about, I just want to have a a crowd of people, a crowd of supporters that enjoy my music and, you know, feel feel something from it. And, you know, like I say, the world is a huge place and it only takes, you know, if I could have a couple of hundred thousand of those, that would be amazing, <laughs> you know. So that's the way I always look at it. Um, because I guess I have been doing this for, for a while now. Um, it's not something that's like, you know, I'm going to, oh, started six months ago and I'm not at a number one, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, some people can either fall lucky or, you know, the like I said earlier, you know, about the stars aligning, you know, it could be, you know, a case of it's landed at the right time, you know, for what's out there at the moment, you know, and then you could shoot straight to number one, you know, in the billboard charts, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, a lot of these rap artists that I I can't understand why a lot of people like, but a lot of people do, you know, it, it's people's exactly. yeah. opinions, you know, it's a people's people's taste and it's crazy how diverse our taste is as well you know yeah it's great to see and that's the great thing about music is the whole individuality about it and when you can create this fan base when you can create this family they're so supportive here is the fact you know the fact that you'll have your core group of fanatics you know the ones that listen to every single song every single word be able to recite every note to you and play the air guitar you know in the exact same pattern and you know, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah that that's that to me is a true fan base you know those that are almost die hard and love yeah. you i mean linda is the fan club member she's, <laughs> she's the president it's great she is she is she's the queen <laughs> Queen <laughs> she is i've got to say you know you mentioned earlier the fact that she came on and you know she mentioned how difficult it is to do the twitch streams yeah how amazing is linda's voice i know i was like whoa (laughs) get off (laughs) (laughs) my stage so you did see that then did you see that did you see me get attacked by daddy long legs and me freaking out i I saw everything (laughs) (laughs) oh that was so embarrassing (laughs) thing is I wouldn't say it was embarrassing. I think I, I, I've got an arachnophobia. So anything that's got eight legs and kind of flies, a spider oh. that flies is like the ultimate nightmare for me. It's like yeah. saying, all right, then here's whatever other people's, you know, a snake with wings, you know, coming to attack you. <laughs> oh, that sounds dreadful. <laughs> the thing with daddy long legs as well is they always aim for your face. No matter where you are, 
They do. <laughs> no matter where you are in the room, no matter how bright or dark or what you're doing, they somehow find your face. It's strange. There is one second, Dom. Sorry, I'm just getting... The dog is just... <laughs> <gasps> no, 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 no. Bring the dog in. Come on in. I've got two of them. So they're, they're a bit of a staple on the streams, as you know. Um, but... <laughs> See, I had to, I had to close my door and kind of like lock it, and otherwise my dogs would be coming up because I've got, I've got two little lasso apsos that are crossbred with a million other breeds, like Heinz Fifty Seven. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they're so gorgeous, and they've got, yeah. they've got to be at your feet. They've got to be there all the time, and whenever they come in, whenever they get bored, it's like, all right, then I want to go out. But I've got to have <laughs> the door shut because of the sound acoustics. Yeah, so I tried. Yeah. All they you know get, how to. <laughs> all you get is the scratching noise, either on the other side, other side of the door where they want to come in, or on this side of the door where we've got soundproofing, and they're there scratching yeah. it away. It's like, oh, great! I've paid money for that. Uh, I think, um, I think they're pretty chill. Might be okay. We might be might get away with it if they cause more of a noise. I'll I'll remove them from the situation. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm keeping all of this on the show because this is this is life. This is yeah. This is life yeah. as, you know, a musician, as a creative. You know, things in life yeah. comes and tries to disturb you and you learn to appreciate it and you learn to live with it. Oh, these are, I mean, these are part of the act now. Exactly. Like, these have got their own emotes on Twitch. <laughs> that is, that's the other thing I love about Twitch is the fact that you can create your own emo you know, emojis, your emotes. Yeah. The fact that you got these hype trains, the fact that you can send subs, you know, subs to other people, you can gift subs. It's great. You know, you can show that kind of appreciation to people that either can't afford it because yeah. sometimes people can't because you got the to be a uh, subscriber. It's a monthly thing. Yeah. Um. Or you can pay for like a bat, you know, bulk of however months. Yeah. Um. But you know, it, it's a great, it's a great fan friendly platform that incorporates everybody it's not just the artist like you were saying earlier it's the whole you can have a discussion with people and you can see in real time people's thoughts feelings people can go off and have their own conversations and next yeah. thing you know you can just do like an um, emote only chat and turn off <laughs> words and just have people posting a lot of images everywhere yeah it's great. it's great yeah it's fun that's what i mean it's fun like because we're like you say we're all humans and you know People, I guess people don't just want to hear me sing all the time. Like, I mean, some people might, but, you know, they're the, they're the people who don't tend to watch the Twitch <laughs> streams. The but that's that, fine, you know. They like to sit <laughs> in the comments and just cause havoc. Oh, there's those as well. Um, but again, as well, it's a very safe community as well. You know, there's no, um, you know, nothing gets, if nothing gets posted or left in the chat, if it's inappropriate or if it's, you know, in any way, um, yeah isolating to anybody it's it's a full you know family friendly well not necessarily always family friendly but it's <laughs> you know it's um it's a safe environment for anybody and everyone's included and you know there's it doesn't matter how old you are you know what your gender is what your sexuality is you know anything like that you can just watch your your favorite twitch streamer and meet other people and it's just it's so cool it really is well that's it i mean there's, there's always a great team behind an artist as well called the mods, the moderators. There is. And <laughs> they're the ones that get to go through the comments. And if there's anybody that's causing too much, too much, they can, they can either ban them yeah. for a week or just ban them completely if it's been completely inappropriate. So as mm -hmm. always, you know, 
this this is one thing that people always seem to forget as well. You know, I've 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 done this in the past. You know, first using things like Twitter or Facebook, and you don't realize at first how broad a spectrum Twitter and Facebook and even now Twitch is. Yeah. As soon as you put something out there, it's out there, and yeah. there's other people that's going to see it. And if it's going to be offensive, it's going to if it's going to hurt people's feelings, don't put it out there. Just hold it back. You know, have that opinion. Have yeah. that opinion. You know, everyone's entitled to an opinion, whether it's right or wrong. But if yeah. it's, if it's out there to purposely upset people, don't put it. What's the point? Yeah, it's exactly. about celebrating music and it's about celebrating fans and family and friends and people in between. It's share the yeah. love. Yeah, the world needs more of that. More like just positivity and you know support is is another thing as well. Yeah, yeah. like I'm on the stream and I'm like. I've had a terrible day and everyone's like, oh no, like, and then support and instantly I'm like, ah, I feel great now, you know, <laughs> it's that, that, that's the great thing. Well, you know, we were talking about that kind of live feedback. That is like the ultimate live feedback. You know, you could almost write songs based off a lot of comments as well. Just the way yeah. you just tell people to write a couple of random lines and then next thing you know, you just create a melody and straighten them. Yeah. I'm not giving you ideas or anything. Well, to be honest, I, I do, I get ideas a lot from um, other people because I, I've, you know, had a pretty straightforward life, you know, I've yeah. not experienced an incredible amount of things, you know, so I do draw a lot from people's experiences and people's, um, you know, the way that they put themselves across and I write songs from the perspective of characters and um, you get that a lot. I get a lot of inspiration through, through Twitch and through, you know, online and you know even people you meet and um so yeah it's it's definitely a good thing for me as an artist to to meet so many people all the time and get the views on things and you know sometimes it's like a word that word they'll say i'm like ah okay right let's use that (laughs) now this is kind of like flowing quite nicely for me because i now want to touch upon your uh university the fact that mm-hmm. you did psychology. Whenever you're performing on Twitch and you see comments coming through, or say you've raided someone else's Twitch and you watch someone else, do you ever like use your <laughs> you know qualifications in psychology to not purposely analyze, but kind of like subconsciously yeah. analyze people? Like, oh, they've said that in that way, they must be feeling this way, or mm. well, I mean, I guess there's this is a common thing that a lot of people think about psychology. They think it's um you know, that you want to be a therapist or that you want to analyze people or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. When in reality, it's just another science. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's more about hormones and, um, you know, like the the history of theory and, and all that kind of stuff, as opposed yeah. to like, so I'm like, so you might think I'm analyzing you now. And that's a quite a, a common, common thing for people to think where for me, I, I don't really tend to analyze people. Um, I tend to just draw things from people and, I think overall, I just try and be a nice person, if that makes sense, well, <laughs> you know, so. That's it. I mean, in terms of, on my end, you know, I've not done anything, you know, in terms of therapy. Oh, I've had my own therapists, but, you know, yeah. I've, I, I, I've, I've got no qualifications, but it's in this kind of sense, you know, I do, I subconsciously and not purposely, but I always end up analysing people, you know, watching the way people talk, watch the way people yeah. kind of move around and interact and I think I don't know if that's because it's my 
my role here, you know, to kind of guide a conversation. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. I, I and I I think I come at it a little bit from um the other the other e- the other, other side of it. Yeah. Like yeah. I I don't tend to do that very quickly. Um I think the more I know somebody, the more I kind of do that. Um but yeah, I think yeah, I'm not really much of like an analyst of people um mm-hmm. until like I see the patterns quite quite regular if that makes sense like i, I wouldn't yeah. know i don't i don't um always get the, the the first impression isn't always right you know i'm not one of them people that's like oh i knew that right from the beginning you know yeah um yeah <laughs> well that's it for me you know giving people benefit of the doubt is always the key thing you know if somebody really really upsets me or really angers me or if they do something that just irritates me because a lot of people irritate yeah me. Uh, yeah the, people do yeah, and yeah. I'll never hold that against them. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I mentioned about the analyzing stuff is kind of like to highlight that, you know, the highlight the fact that yes, you've done psychology, but you're not analyzing people. I've not done I've not done psychology, but I do. Yeah. You know, I do watch how people talk and interact. I love sitting in a cafe and watching people walk by and seeing how they're talking to people and what they're talking about and how they're going about the day to day lives, whether they're sort of straight and smiling and beaming and chest out and yeah, you know, yeah. Embracing things or those that are just slowly dragging the feet, you know, bent shoulders, yeah. and you can see differences in people the way they interact. And yeah, I don't have qualifications. You know, the, the only qualifications <laughs> I've got in life, everyone, is in engineering. I used to be, I used to build prosthetics, and oh, cool. That's the only thing I've got. So it's completely different to <laughs> yeah. everything. So it just shows that. Just because somebody does something, say a degree in psychology, doesn't necessarily mean this is what they're doing 24-7. I think um, to touch upon the degree itself, it was very research-based, very kind of taught. It wasn't much, um, you know, experience-based. I didn't do many placements and all that kind of stuff. It was very much, you know, this was the theory of this from then, and this is how it became, and... And then a lot of science, a lot of maths, um, kind of the opposite of what you would think. Like yeah. the average person thinking about what it would be, it's like the opposite. I guess it's to set you up for then going on and doing your master's in something specific and then going and doing that as your job. It's it's more like laying that uh, academic ground and then the next part of that would be then specialising in something and then getting experience in that um, as opposed to it being like, you're going to be a therapist, (laughs) you know, uh, obviously a lot of people do end up being clinical psychologists and psychology assistants and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say bless you before you even sneeze. (laughs) Oh, no, it's a cough. (laughs) It was a cough. I thought you see, I'm terrible at analyzing. (laughs) I don't know why. Just okay. It's so random. They just come on. It's really frustrating. Oh, I think I don't know if it's because it's coming into winter now or autumn, but my yeah. chest is absolutely killing at the moment. Oh no! And don't worry, everyone. Oh. I've not got COVID. I've taken like a flow test. I've taken PCR tests. Because obviously, I've got a continuous cough. Oh right. So it's my first kind of worry was, holy crap, have I got COVID. it? Mm. You know, it's. But yeah, I, because I like to keep people safe. I still take the tests. I take it. I take the lateral flow test quite regularly because of my role. So, you know, I work with the BBC. I work All in right. studios. I work 
you know, I work as a shift runner, a, as a star manager at Domino's in my local mm-hmm. town, as yeah. well as going to meet artists and being involved in this kind of music scene. You want to keep people safe. So yeah, this is why we really, yeah. I, <laughs> I still wear face masks everywhere. You know, I still, yeah. I still take the PCR test. I take the lateral flow test as much as they hurt my nose. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Every time, I, you know when you take the test? Yeah, and you insert the swab into your nose. Do your yeah. eyes water, or is it just me? Uh, sometimes depends. Depends how how you do it. But yeah, sometimes it does. And then, then you get like a really sneezy nose for like at least ten minutes. <laughs> at least ten minutes. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you're close to my wuss. I think I'm just the wuss. No, I mean I, I'm definitely a wuss. <laughs> we'll be wusses together. <laughs> But yeah, we have to have them quite regular as well because I work in the NHS. I work in the doctors, so I, I know, I know what you mean. But yeah, <laughs> you work at the doctors. You see, this yeah. this is the kind of this is the reason why I like to incorporate everything in the show. You know, the fact that I've just spent two minutes coughing has yeah. now led me to learn that you work at a doctor. So, what do you do at the doctors? So, um, I just have an admin role mm-hmm. at the minute. I'm a care coordinator at the minute. So, kind of. Um, I guess you could say safety netting would be a good word. So like chronic disease searches. So, you know, p- patients who need their annual reviews and um, checking up on fa- uh, cancer fast track referrals. And um, also at the minute, I've got a role of the pulse oximetry, um, you know, for people with COVID, you know, keep, keeping a check on people's sats and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a, an overall safety netting kind of role from a non-clinical view. Even though I have got clinical um I've got a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's not it's not really a clinical role per se. But yeah, that's that's my nine to five. That's what I've just kind of ran from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we start for reference, everybody. We started this uh, at half six, and uh, on a Tuesday, the fourteenth of September, just so everybody can kind of like gather what mm-hmm. time frame that we're talking from. And yep. yeah, um, <laughs> how. I was trying to set up my Zoom and I turned it on and, you know, people will be listening to this thinking, why are you telling me this? And my Zoom would just kept failing and failing and failing. It was working perfectly fine, you know, previously. And Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating. Now, the reason why I've said all this is because when you've done Twitches, when you start a live stream, have you ever had, had a point where everything's failing like say your keyboard's not connected right or your mic's not working right or the camera's just not functioning right or there's a glitch or there's a little whatever you know how many times does that happen well when i first started it was like every week and then it it kind of comes in like it tends to come in like big chunks of of that at the minute like i'll be like fine for ages and then like it, it tends to be because at the minute i'm um i'm hosting an open mic night every other wednesday and i'm also using my keyboard a lot for other things and blah 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 so i'm having to like pack the studio down quite a lot so there'll be like one plug that i forgot to pl- you know one cable i forgot to plug in and it's always like because i've rushed to pa- get it all set up so i've got it down to a fine art now but like i say there is still issues that i do have i do also have like even though i've got an ethernet cable that I plug in all the time which tends to work really well or like you know instead of the wi-fi like last night my stream just completely went off and i had to just start again so yeah that's that's the joys of um, post-pandemic world, let's say, or like what we're coming out of. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, 
to briefly touch uh, on two things there. The first one's going to be a quick one. Ethernet or Ethernet? I mean, I've, it's definitely, for me, it's Ethernet, but I'm not going to say that anyone who says Ethernet is wrong. <laughs> but Ethernet for me. Do you say Ethernet? I don't know what I say now. You know, when you, <laughs> whenever you, yeah. try, you think about these things and it's like, well, you try and use it in a sentence and then say, you know, I just need to plug that Ethernet cable in or I need to plug that Ethernet cable. They both fit so well. And it's like, what do I say? Mm. I can't remember what I say now. And it's... I don't think I've ever said Ethernet personally, but I mean, I guess it's not wrong. <laughs> it's still the same kind of syllables and <laughs> it's the same <laughs> letter. <laughs> okay. Tangent over. And I yeah. can't remember what I was going to say else. Um, in terms of actual performances then, and when you've had all these kind of issues that have happened and you realise that, oh, oh crap, you know, I haven't plugged this one plug in. Mm-hmm. How, <laughs> many, how, many, how many times do you get that quirky person in the comments that goes, oh, did you forget to plug that in again? You know what? I'm quite lucky, I think. Most people are pretty, um, pretty understanding. There is people. <laughs> there yeah. is people who are like, faff, that's one on Twitch. The faff thing on Twitch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm quite fortunate. I'm, I think a lot of the people in my chat are quite understanding and, you know, they're like, oh, it's she's so busy. You know, they have that thing of she's so busy and she's, um, honestly they're so caring i'm not just saying this they are really so caring they're like oh why don't you take the night off <laughs> you know or stuff like that oh, honestly i really I, I get that a lot because i have this thing of like i don't want to let people down because like i was saying to you earlier like a lot of my fans are very very supportive and they they really really do spur me on and i wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for them 100 yeah. percent. um so yeah they're, they're just amazing they are so amazing i'm i'm not just saying that i really they are just like I'll get like a DM, like you seem tired today. Like, honestly, we're not going to like completely abandon you if you like take a week off. <laughs> we're like, I'm like, no, I won't take a week off. And then every now and then I just hit that wall. And I'm like, guys, I need a week off. <laughs> cause like my mind is just like, cause I like, obviously I've got the album coming out. I've got an album, a solo album coming out in November. And then I've got the, the band's EP. Um, so like my mind, as you can probably imagine, my mind is just full of so much like, oh, I need to have this press release done and I need to go get this photo shoot. Oh, the, the music video. Oh, I need to sort extra. Like on Sunday, I had a music video for my next single, my next solo single. And I had 18 children all singing my song individually. So yeah. I had to get them all to learn the words. Can you imagine how like stressed <laughs> I didn't sleep the night before? I was just like, oh. I can picture but, you know, it. I can really they, picture it. Yeah, they did so well. Like, honestly, like the night before, I was literally like, okay, let's just say that none of them know the words. I'm just going to have to give them all one one line. You know, I was kind of getting myself, I was like, right, which child can say which line? It was just, <laughs> my head was just completely like exploding. And then I got there and they all knew all of the words. Oh. It was honestly so, so emotional. It was such an emotional day. It was, it was crazy. Like a lot of them were like my nephews and nieces and... I remember being on like one side of the camera and like one of my nieces, she was singing the song and she was putting so much emotion into it because the song is called Something Beautiful and it's about that something beautiful in everybody, you know. And uh, I was like, 
I was singing it too and she was singing it to the camera and it was just like proper just started crying. I was like, this is just, nothing is going to beat this right now, you know, no matter what. And it was just amazing. That there, that there yeah. is why we do what we do, you know, you know, you sound yes. like a musician, you know, in the creative world is we're creating these moments that you look back on and you think, yeah, that that is, yeah. that is just, it's if, like, yeah, if you could take a photo of that moment and capture it forever, you know, that is it, you know, seeing that yeah. kind of performance, that kind of being there to witness something so pure as well. Yeah, I mean, we we live in a horrible world, don't we? You know, mm -hmm. we don't we don't live in an easy easy world to kind of get by in. So, like any moments like that, like I just like sit with the emotion and I don't hold emotion back anymore. Like at one point, I'd be like so embarrassed to cry in front of people, and I don't anymore. I just don't. I absolutely I enjoy. You know, it, it's tears of pure joy. I was just like. I need to feel this right now and I don't care because this is one of these moments that I'll never forget. So I don't care what who's watching me right now. You know, I just, that's something that I, I you've got to just, there are moments in life. You just got to really just go, right, let's just sit with this emotion. I talk about this quite a lot, you know, sit with the emotion, whether it's fear, anger, you know, happiness, sadness, joy. Emotions are just, it's a beautiful thing because they won't be there when we when we're gone. You know, like enjoy emotion because it's it's important and it's something that other people will pick up as, as well. You know, if you're emotional, they're gonna go, oh, that's that's amazing. You know, they might not be feeling the same thing, but yeah, it's the only thing. It's the it's the biggest way we can communicate through emotion. So, I think it's the biggest thing that shows that individuality as well, in the sense of like you say, you know, every you know, one person might not be feeling the same emotion as you. But mm -hmm. it shows how much one person's been affected, whether happy, sad, angry, etc. It's the best way of displaying that kind of social cue. You know, yes. We, we talked about earlier about you know analyzing. You know, we don't mean like analyzing as going through every single detail, like a hair flick or you know a way that somebody holds a pen. We're talking about mm -hmm. whether someone's smiling whether somebody's frowning, yeah. whether somebody's laughing, whether somebody's crying, whether someone's kind of holding mm -hmm. themselves together or whether they're just open and just relaxed. That's mm -hmm. the kind of things that we're looking at, you know, in terms of yeah. analysation. And Yeah, it's not analysing in a bad way. It's analysing. I mean, emo that's what emotions all is there for. You know, if someone's, if someone's smiling, you know, you can probably go and approach them without upsetting them. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it, it allows people to like you say you know approach the situation the right way you know if somebody's crying you're not going to go up and start laughing with them you know it, it, it's exactly <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's crazy things life and like you say you know it is a very difficult world we're living in at the moment you know we're just coming out of this post pandemic and mm. we're trying to find i'm not going to say new normal well i've just said it but you know it's finding yeah. this safe world where we can all live similarly to how we used to live before you know to witness to appreciate you know that family love to be able to hug people to be able to see people to be able to interact with people in a more social setting you know only recently that we've been able to start going to gigs and festivals and mm -hmm. being in close contact you know getting rid of the two meter distance thing you know 
two years ago, you would never have thought that you've got to stay two meters away from someone at all times. I know. Every time I just think back to what we've just been through, you just think, what? (laughs) Really? You you wouldn't wouldn't have guessed it. I know, it just sort of happened and you're like, what? Yeah, it's... I don't think we'll we'll really ever really understand it in our lifetime, probably, because... It just it is one of them things that's probably been said over and over again, but it really kind of just highlights just take everything you've got in that moment and don't take it for granted. You know, like look at it, sit with it and enjoy and just enjoy life as much as you can, you know, because you just don't know what's going to be taken away. You know, whether that's hugging somebody or because, yeah, I mean, I don't I think since the the whole covid, I mean, obviously, we're still not out of it. But since that, it's like. I don't hug people like as much as I used to hug. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm quite a huggy person. Um, where now I definitely think twice about hugging people. Not and that's not because necessarily I'm I'm scared for me, but also for for that other person. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that you just don't hug people anymore. Or you, like you say, you try and avoid being within two meters of people because you don't know what they think, and then they don't know what you think, and then it's like that whole awkward thing of like, are you judging me because I've not got a mask, or am I judging? You know, like it's horrible. Like. It's not a very nice thing, really. Well, it's like earlier, you know, when I just had that little coughing fit. Mm-hmm. First thing that goes through your head whenever you cough in public now is people are going to think I've got COVID. Even though you don't, even though you've tested, even though you cleared, people yeah. automatically now think it's that. And then there's this kind of like, it's part of, you know, partition of the sea. You know, it's people yeah. soon avoid and it can be kind of, it can be it can be damaging. I mean, I've done it before where I've coughed. I know I haven't got COVID because I've tested. You know, I've mentioned this earlier. Yeah, you yeah. You see people give you that look and then kind of divert away from you. You, you take it personally. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't take it personally. Oh, it's, totally. It's how people... It's just the way that we are at the moment. Mm. But it's still... You know, we talked to, you know right at the start about this mental health and suicide prevention thing and uh, suicide prevention awareness day. Mm-hmm. And particularly in such a difficult and emotional time that we're going through, days like days like Suicide Prevention Awareness Day is so critical because the amount of people that are going through those thoughts, that are going through those kind of not being abandoned but mm-hmm. being excluded because of little things that just seem to add up and when you're in that negative mindset, you do think you do think in a negative way and it's difficult to get out of that negative way. I mean, I've suffered personally with mental health and you yeah. know, I've spoke about this on my shows before and you know, the fact that I've you know, I've 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 tried to do things that I sh- shouldn't have done, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of ending things too soon. And yeah you you look you look back on things you think that you know that was silly but you don't realize that at the time because of that mental capacity yeah. that you're in you do go into this kind of dark hole and until mm-hmm. you're at this dark hole it's very difficult to see things and to release yeah. a song like therapy yeah it it hits it does connect and it does yeah. it, it when particularly those that have gone through similar things, you know, gone through, I know it's a, I know it's a fictional story. I know it's about, yeah, and I know it's about you know a man going through his 
illness in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole fact that it's coming from his perspective, yeah, is something so, so raw. I can't, I can't wait for you to watch the music video. I'm not. That's not me just plugging, plugging the music video. But that's because the the story of therapy, obviously, it is from the perspective of of the um, the male character. Yeah. However, there's from you'll see this, you'll see this in the video, but from the, the perspective of the male character, he's, he is, um, if you like, if you think about the lyrics, it says, um, he will settle with imaginary friends and, um, he's immune to therapy. And, um, basically it's, it's the idea that he, he thinks that, you know, what he sees is, is, um, because he sees like things and what he sees is normal and that, everybody else is missing out on this and in a way it kind of looks at mental health in in a positive way i don't really know how if there's a way of saying that but it looks at it from a different perspective to your average sort of mental health song yeah and it kind of in fact the the character that's most emotionally um affected in the in the in the video let's say but also in the song is the female character because she She's the one who's losing, you know, sleep at night because, you know, he's seeing things that he, you know, because we 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 have this thing of right, okay, so we think of schizophrenia, and I I watch a lot of like kind of documentary type things about schizophrenia and and the the stamp it gives it, you know, people with schizophrenia have, you know, people think that they're dangerous, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of the time they're not dangerous, you know. Obviously, they can't. People can be, but that's anybody, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have schizophrenia to be dangerous. No, totally not. You know, absolutely. And you know, schizophrenia is is, is something you you're more of a danger to yourself. Um, but it's it's from the perspective of the the, the other character, the female character, who's affected by by the illness. Mm -hmm. The person with the illness isn't actually really that that fussed about the illness, and is quite quite happy in their own little world and you'll see you'll see that in the video going from that then very this is i've not said this on air before because it's it's very much personal thing it's very much a family thing but my nan yeah. had alzheimer's and mm -hmm. she was in a home and she's she's had cancer in the past she's had her lungs removed and she ended up developing cancer again but because she was suffering with alzheimer's she didn't know and yeah. she'd she'd go off in her own little world, and as much yeah. as it pained everyone else in the family to see her, just almost forget who they are. Cause she thought that I was a brother, and yeah, you know that I was the only person that she kind of smiled with. And to see that, it absolutely killed everybody else, but yeah. my nan. You know, because she yeah. was in her own perfect little world. She's, yeah. you know. It, to look at things in a slightly different perspective is just so unique. And that's yeah. one of the things in life that kind of taught me that, yes, you may, you know, you may be hurting, you know, but somebody else is going to be okay. Um, yeah. It, it's very much a similar perspective to that. Um, uh, sorry to hear that, by the way, that's, that can't be easy. It's, it's one of the, it's one of those things. It's, it's like mental health doesn't just affect the person who it's, directly affecting let's say mm -hmm. it's uh, it affects it's it's like um an atom bomb effect 
it kind of affects everybody because you know if you're feeling down you're not really in the mood to kind of bring somebody else up and then in that naturally brings that person down and I guess I think that the song in a way it's kind of like it's meant to be funny I know that's that sounds terrible and it shouldn't be funny but it's kind of coming at it from like think about it like this yeah. you know um, as opposed to looking at it from this like negative I hate that word negative but you know what I mean it's um the music video is so important to to this track because yeah. it, yeah. it visualizes what I was thinking when I was writing it that people might not connect connect within the lyrics um I mean I think you probably did because you listen to lyrics like you say you know the intricacies and and um a lot of the lyrics that I write are quite deep and quite they're not like straightforward stories. There's quite a lot into them. And I do I do think about things and plan it. Um so yeah, it's I guess you could say it's easy easy listening, but the substance to it, there's like a, an underbelly that you people might not necessarily think. They might just think it's just a song about someone with a mental health problem, which it is. Yeah. But from a different perspective, you know. I think when it comes to when it comes to listening to songs and when you you know, I mentioned earlier how I listen and listen and listen, repeat, repeat all the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I do it purposely to find the stories, to find the intricacies and to find the hidden, the hidden little gems. You know, the fact that yeah, you try, I try and visualize things in different ways. You know, okay, then, so what if I approach it in this, in the sense of one person or another person, or if I'm somebody else listening to it from this perspective? And yeah. you try and create a well-rounded image of what it is, and that's just because that's just I'm a weirdo. I am. A, I'm, a, I'm, oh, no. a, I'm a bit eccentric. No, you know, honestly, like that. This is like research for me because I love people like you who listen to music. Like you are like the ideal person. Like I, I feel like I write music for you. Do you know what I mean? Like people who they like the sound because essentially that's what it is. It's an aesthetic sound, and they also like like you say, the twiddly bits. Yeah. I like that. Like the twiddly bits of, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I've got to add a little bit more top into that. Oh, that's a nice little sound I've not heard. So there's like the aesthetic kind of um, sensory way of looking at it. But then there's also like the the deep and meaningful way of going, whoa, like, like I love stereophonics because I absolutely love the lyrics. Like for me, lyrics are just, just I love lyrics like I yeah. think people are come at it, normally people come at it from like either a music perspective or like a lyric perspective um but it seems like you kind of come at it from both which is like the ideal listener so this is this is great tell me more <laughs> well it's one of the things when it comes to music in particular you know I'm going to use music as a general thing as well um mm-hmm. But for the fact that when you first put on a song, the best thing to do, this is what I do anyhow. This is this is this is the life of Dom. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like the life of Riley, but life of Let Dom. me get my notepad. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> all all I do is I'll put the music on, I'll have everything set to zero, you know, bass, treble, everything. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll just listen to along whilst driving, whilst mind's wandering on to something else and to pick up the melody pick up the vibe pick up how it found you know how it feels whether i feel yep. happy sad you know how, however it is mm-hmm. and with therapy at first when i did it that way i mm-hmm. felt happy because of the way that the yeah. the way that the guitars come in the way that the drums come in the way that everything comes in and yeah when i dialed it back a bit when I reduced the bass and increased the treble and I didn't have that thump of the drums, I didn't have that 
you know, I had a bit mm-hmm. more of the wine on the guitars. I felt a bit more hurt. I felt a bit yeah. more. You could feel the, you could feel the the lyrics a bit more. You could feel the, the pain. Yeah. That you know could be there, mm-hmm. or is there, or you know around the whole, I idea of what is there. And mm. then when you then throw in the bass and throw that drum back in and it's almost like a punch to the gut because you've not had it there as much before. But then when you really ramp it up, yeah, you really yeah. get that you get that feel. And to me that is it's almost like a roller coaster. You know, like when you go up the yeah. you go up you steep incline, you stood at the top, you're waiting, you're waiting for the music to start, and then you go down, it's like this whoosh of everything, the lyrics that's coming at you, the music, everything's just flooding in. It's like you're taking everything in. And then you go up into a corkscrew or whatever. You know, you get in that individual part and then you'll go across and you'll do some weird whatever. And it's, you get like a spray of water in your face and it's this refreshing mist of... That know, is so cool. It, 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 it's, that, that, that's one of the things that I do genuinely love about music. And, you know, a lot of music, when it's done right, is you can tell it's done right. And that's one of the reasons why Therapy at the moment is one of my favourite songs. Wow, thank you. Dom, honestly, like that, the way you've just described the way you listen to music is so interesting to me. Because this is something that, in fact, just let me just shut this door one second. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are... Ah, no. yeah, scratching, that's what I like. That's what I get to hear all the time. <laughs> oh. Oh. So something that's really interesting about me, uh, I mean, you might you might have come across this quite a lot. A- apparently it's more normal, uh, more common, sorry, than, um, than I think. But I don't tend to listen to a lot of music. <laughs> right? yeah. I, I'm very much like the creator of music. And um, I like music and I the songs that I love. And I do, I do listen to music, but I wouldn't say that I, like, I'm nowhere near on your level of like, Oh, I, I, this is my listening experience and this is my process of listening to something. So for me to get this kind of feedback from somebody who is, you know, an avid listener um, is is really cool for me because I'm not an avid listener at all. I'm I'm avid, avid producer of music. And in fact, to mention my producer, um, so for the producer for my solo stuff, um, he actually describes that process that you're talking about of um, listening once and then listening again and then changing the way you listen and the listen experience and the way you listen to music. And he talks about that quite a lot when we're producing the the tracks because he's like, well, people won't just straight away hear the full thing in its entirety. They'll hear something and then each time they'll find something else new in the track and you've spoke about that. So, and I've never really understood that. I mean, I've, I've understood it from a, um, when I'm producing music or when I'm kind of co-producing music. So I'll I'll get like, say, the draft and then I'm like, oh, we need a little bit more of this. And then I'll get like the second draft and I'll blah, blah, blah. And then it'll go to master and, and all of that. So I, I, I kind of do it with my own music, but I wouldn't say that I've ever noticed myself doing it with another track. So for you to actually kind of reaffirm that that is, you know, people do that. People actually do People listen to it a there's, few times. <laughs> there, there's different ways to listen to it as well. The fact that you could play it in your car and then playing it in your car to playing it in your headphones is completely different, whether it's over ears mm-hmm. or in ears. You know, they both have different feels. Um, playing it on a sound speaker, playing it on, you know, having a, subwoof, uh, a subwoofer, you know, 
as a part of it, or even just playing it on your phone where it has a bit more of a tinnier effect. Each yeah. little thing, you know, different speakers have different feels. And it's, you know, it's one of the things, those that go into the production of music, you know, I've always, I like to, do, I like to learn things. And I like to watch YouTube mm-hmm. things. And I know I could never be a producer. I could never mm-hmm. produce music because I just don't have... Yes, I can listen to the music and pick out things, but to actually implement the things is a completely new level. Those who do mixing, mastering, producing, my hat goes off to you because you do such an incredible, incredible job. You know, I, I will I will just clarify. So I don't produce my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've definitely all that. But um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, like that is its own level of talent that is it's um i've tried (laughs) it's just it's never i'm like wow that sounds terrible (laughs) yeah it's it's a unique thing where you've got to have it's one of those things that you can't just learn off youtube you can't just do it for a week and then you're a pro you know no it's one of those things that takes years years and years and listen to different things and trying different methods and finding your own sound because each producer has their own sound they have their own quirks they have their own whether they like yeah. the treble up to be a bit more or have a bit more mids or have a bit more eq on mm-hmm. you know a certain type of eq on different things and having different different synthesizers or different mods that yeah. you add to it you know there's so much that goes into production of music that mm-hmm. i don't embrace <laughs> because there's just so much i don't want to take away my listeners listenership side to it if that makes yeah. any sense um yeah I, I'm, I'm with you on that i think we should focus on the thing we're good at you know like for me like i'll write it and i'll create the melody and the lyrics you know well, that's and then i'll somebody else do that <laughs> i totally get what you mean as well for the fact that you know i work at domino's and yeah. you know i don't eat pizza every day for that reason you know I'm, yeah. the pizza's amazing you know i do enjoy the pizza but because mm-hmm. i'm around it every single day i don't mm. have that urge to go oh i really really fancy a pizza today and then send it the next day and the next day and the next day yeah but yeah dominoes i do i love your pizzas you know don't don't fire me <laughs> i don't think you can get fined for not eating their pizza every day <laughs> but yeah it, it is it is a it's a it's a difficult thing to try and explain to people you know oh well you you write music you know you perform music why don't you listen to music you know people just mm. don't grasp it and i understand i do understand yeah yeah i mean i don't for a start i, I just don't have time like I, I at the minute i'm just like i don't have two two minutes to rub together so like listening to somebody else's music at the minute is not something that i have a lot of time for and that's that's not to be disrespectful or anything but i'm a lot of the time i'm spending listening to my own tracks and different versions of it that i'm getting sent you know <laughs> So I just kind of, that's crazy, but a lot of the music I listen to at the minute is because I'm creating two bodies of work, it's my own music. Um, and I find that I tend to write better when I'm exposed to other people's music and because I can go down a rabbit hole of like, you know, the same chord sequences and the same, you know, yeah. kind of rhythms and, you know, it's important to step away at times. <laughs> so when you receive you know, say you've just wrote a song, you've performed it in the studio, you get your first mix back. Yeah. What is it that you listen to specifically? Are you listening to like the melody first or do you listen to just the whole package, see how it feels? And So when I get the first mix back, 
Um, so when we talk about mixed, you mean like say we've got all the instruments, we've got the vocals, we've got everything that I can put into it, and yeah. then this is the yeah. first full package. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I listen to, I mean, a lot of my tracks are quite vocal heavy because that's you know in terms of on a solo level, I'm talking now, they're quite vocal heavy. With it, when it comes to the band, it's slightly different. Um, two different bodies, two different entities altogether. Um, so for my work, I'm, I tend to see, you know, is it gonna, is it, is the EQ of the vocal good? Um, is it bringing out the tones in the voice that I like? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that's too loud? That's something, you know, I'm not a producer, so I don't kind of look into things too intricately. You know, for me, is the guitar too loud? Is one of the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that's the difference between the the two. Like, the solo projects tend to be a lot more vocal heavy. And the band stuff tends to um, not have as as much of a vocal heavy balance. It's more music. As long as you can hear the lyrics and, you know, at least the quality of the vocal, then that's all that matters. Where the solo stuff, it's kind of more, um, I want to be able to hear the tones, the under, the the back voice and the the um, vibrato. And, you know, I want to hear, I want to almost treat the voice as if it's like a fine coffee. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's like the difference, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's more just about volumes and it's the only really way I can describe it. <laughs> I told you I love analogies. So fine coffee. Let's go into this topic for a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you, do you drink coffee or tea? Uh, both, but mainly coffee. So how do you take your coffee? Do you just use instant or do you actually get to do the the pods or do you have a cafetiere or do you have like a proper fancy dancy Starbucks-esque, Costa-esque? Caffeine Euro esque. I'm going to say everyone just in case I get done for either, <laughs> you know, choosing one brand. Um, we are not sponsored by any of the following brands. <laughs> um, I've gone through every different coffee tasting experience you could probably have. I've been through instant, bean to cup, um, instant, you know, pod based ones. Um, We've even got a siphon. <laughs> we've we've had filter coffee. I love coffee. I love coffee in all forms. But we've at the minute like, our coffee experience is the Nespresso Virtuoso. Mm-hmm. Um Virtual? Virtuoso? I can't I remember it's what it's virtuoso. called. Is it yeah? Uh that's the one. I mean, it's convenient, it's amazing. Um and we have it on like that monthly thing. So that's the, that's like what we're, we're at the minute, but I'm not going to deny coffee in any form, I guess is the answer. <laughs> See, that's it. I mean, I, I drink, I drink a lot of instant because it's mm-hmm. quick. I'm, it's quick and it's easy and you can yeah. throw it together in 30 seconds. But yeah, I don't know if this is the right way, but I always put my milk in first with the coffee oh. um, because I don't like to scotch the instant beans, you know, the instant yeah stuff because as soon as you burn coffee particularly cheap coffee it tastes like crap it really does yeah tea you've got to put milk uh, water in first anybody who says you put milk in first just (laughs) reevaluate. look at yourself (laughs) now when it comes to coffee the one that i haven't tried yet it's the only one that i haven't tried is where you put it in through like a flask type thing and it's drip fed um, that's like, yeah, yeah that's the only one i haven't tried yet and it's it... my experience of that is it's it's like a weaker version of filter coffee really i like strong well, coffee. I've, 
Yeah, I've only, I mean, filtered coffee is quite strong, but it's, it's nice, but I wouldn't go out of my way for the effort. I mean, I guess the siphon one that we've got is only a bit of a cheap one. It might might have not been amazing coffee we used, but it's a lot of effort for basically a weaker version of filter coffee. Yeah. Might as well just keep doing it the way you're doing it and then enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. got to be strong. It's got to be almost thick and, yeah. You'd like Nespresso, like the um, the pod ones that we get. They're so good. And they have different flavours and, yeah, oh, it's just amazing. See, I'm now writing a note of this. Every time something gets said that needs to be remembered, I write a note. that This is what the, the pad's for. <laughs> and I'm writing Nespresso Virtuoso. Yeah. I mean, any Nespresso, really. But, yeah. Um, do you like um, espressos? I love espressos. I love going to yeah. Spain and having espressos. Or Italy. Or oh, France. Yeah. You know, it's got to be... It's got to be abroad because coffee abroad, for some reason, always tastes amazing. Have you ever had um, Turkish coffee? I've not. I've not. You see, I'm off to well, Greece that, in a couple of weeks. And that will so, blow so your mind. <laughs> I'm off to Greece in a couple of weeks and we're so close to the Turkish border, um, so close to the Bodrum, and we're contemplating getting a ferry over and visiting mm-hmm. Turkey. So ah. it might be a good opportunity, this. It's um, the strongest coffee you'll ever taste. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Italy, so I don't know how real Italian coffee is. So I can't really, I guess I can't really comment, but whew, Turkish coffee. <laughs> like if you wait. go to like, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, too strong for me, far too strong for me. But if you like strong coffee, like it seems like you do, you will love that. It's like thick as well. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I've, I've, yeah. got to, I've got to do it now. You've just cemented my holiday plans. Yes. Yeah. You get it in like, and we went to like a Lebanese restaurant once and it, it was Turkish coffee that was on the menu. And I was like, oh, we'll try it. And it came in like a really strange shaped espresso type thing. <laughs> and oh, amazing. It was amazing, but I had a headache after it because it was too strong for me. But, I, you know, strength isn't really one of the things that I really look for. It's... It's got a flavor for me more than, you know, it's more about the depth. And that's what I guess you could say, like looking back at the an- an- analogies of the vocal, it's very much like, do we want a strong power in your face, kick ass vocal? Or are we going for like Eva Cassidy, sm- smooth, fruity, you know, all of that? <laughs> I think we've just synced. I think there's something that's just <laughs> happened there because that's where I was going to start going. Not not with the Eva Cassidy, <laughs> but with the whole coffee and having the strong and the smooth and that you can add a bit of extra milk if you want to make it a bit more creamy and creamy. That's a, that's a, that's a word. That's a word. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the things that I love about therapy because when you listen to it in its whole, in its entirety, when you don't mess around with it, everything just, fl- I said it right at the beginning, everything's just so wholesome, everything flows, everything has its place. And mm-hmm. it is like having that perfectly balanced coffee that isn't too strong, it isn't too weak, it isn't too, you know, it's, it's that perfect, perfect steaming mug of goodness. Yeah, and it's different for every occasion. So like every song's got to have a certain different um, balance of something and, and all that jazz <laughs> now where 
can, uh, where can people find therapy? Where can people find your music? Is it on all all platforms? It's on all platforms um, that I know of. I mean, there's probably platforms out there that it's not on. But it, <laughs> as far as I know, we we basically put it on everything. Um, so yeah, like Spotify is the main one that we we kind of look at. Um, but also like Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube, uh, TikTok. I really want to see some TikToks, guys. Let's get them in. Um, <laughs> uh, loads of, it's, on, it's on everything, basically. Where can people follow you on social media? You just mentioned TikTok there. Yeah, so the band we don't have a our own TikTok per se, but the 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 song is on TikTok. It can be used as its own TikTok, if that makes sense. Why don't you have a TikTok yet? All these back to back scenes. Got one. I've got one that I put horrendously embarrassing videos on. Um, but the band, we've not got one yet. We've got reels on Instagram, which is basically the same thing um but we don't use it for like tiktok kind of things if that makes sense but yeah yeah but we're on instagram's our main one um eli.band on instagram we're trying twitter twitter's like pretty new to us all i've been exploring twitter <laughs> which is its own minefield <laughs> of late <laughs> um over the last sort of six seven months um facebook was always a place for me but at the minute it's instagram's the main social media platform that you can find both me and the band so it's jenny.colquit and eli.band <laughs> isn't it fascinating you look back three five six years ago everybody was adamant facebook was it and then when twitter came and instagram it was like oh they're not they're not that good you know it's, it's always been about <laughs> facebook it's always it's always facebook this yeah this year it's kind of like, well, this past two years, should I say, you know, since I've started doing my show and for a lot yeah. of other people I know, Instagram and Twitter are just amazing. I mean, Twitter itself is a minefield because there's just so many different opinions. But the whole <laughs> the whole idea of Instagram and sharing pictures to me was absurd to begin with because it's like, well, what can you say? I know a picture says a thousand words, but what can you really say in terms of, a description with a picture and then when you start actually doing instagrams and then you start looking at lives and you start doing the active things yeah. with, it, with the reels yeah it's got so much to it it really does and then obviously we've got twitch yeah. now that's this huge thing since the pandemic particularly started yeah yeah i guess i've just followed that path then i guess i've gone exactly how you just just described it facebook you know to to then instagram and then since I've been played a lot more on radio, I find that Twitter's the place for radio. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm still terrible at it. I can't, it, it, it kind of, does it look strange to you? Like when you get like all the notifications and it just seems difficult to follow. I don't know if that's me just because I've not quite got grasped it yet, but I kind of find it difficult. <laughs> that's because you've got so many great followers. <laughs> I've got a lot of supporters on Twitter who you know, like things and say mm. thank you things. And, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I can't tell what's what here. <laughs> it, just, it just feels a bit, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm quite new. I'm a baby to Twitter. Um, I'm still getting used to how to use it See, properly. It's, it's easy for me when I only get like one notification every three months. So I just click on that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they liked that. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe, I've, maybe I've got quite a support on Twitter that I've, I didn't know about, but yeah, 
But yeah, okay. <laughs> that in itself, you know, just shows how fan bases can translate between Twitch to Instagram to Twitter to Facebook. You know, people have their own quirks. And why artists should be on all of them, really? You know, as, as, as difficult as it is, it is really difficult to maintain all of your social media. But to yeah. give <laughs> a platform for each individual people, because the older generation... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've mentioned I'm, you know, I was born in 92. I, I was brought up through Facebook. Uh, yeah. We used to use Facebook quite a lot. And there's obviously older people that only use Facebook because it seems to be a bit of a more user-friendly platform. Yeah. A lot of the old, older generation don't want to be taking pictures of themselves. You know, yeah. Selfies or whatever people take pictures of nowadays. Um, <laughs> I say that because a lot of people used to take pictures of food and then there's that whole thing about, oh, well, like, oh, you've only got Instagram so you can take pictures of your food. But that isn't, <laughs> that isn't the case nowadays. Uh, no, it's ma- it is mainly selfies. Um, it's mainly selfies. And evading yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, each, each kind of demographic tends to culminate around a certain social media. So it's always best to try and diversify. If you find the majority of your fan base is using Instagram and Twitter, then you go to where your fan base is. And mm, for like I, yourself, you've you've nailed it with Twitch. You just Yeah. <laughs> you've thrown that bullseye. You've thrown that dart that's really planted itself in and you've nailed it. Yeah, I, and and like you say, you get um different things from different fan bases from different social media platforms. So like Twitch is really good for crowdfunding. You know, Twitter's really good for networking with other professionals like LinkedIn. And then you've got Instagram, which is great for networking with other musicians and um, podcasters. Um, I guess content creators would be the, the way to describe that. And then Facebook for your fa- friends and family. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I do kind of try and do as much as I can, you know, juggling all the balls <laughs> with regard to that. But yeah um I, th- I guess i've never really thought about it like that until you've actually just said it and now i'm like oh yeah that's what i'm doing <laughs> i mean I, I totally understand why people particularly you know these artists from say nashville that have that are consistently in the top of the charts you know the u.s billboard charts and the country charts i yeah. can see why a lot of them do have social media managers because there's just oh, so yeah. much that's going on particularly those that get in you know, 200,000 likes within the first 20 minutes. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I know. And then there's people who get billions that just... I, I, I couldn't do it. My mind just aches at the thought of 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20 interruptions. Yeah, you've got 20 people that have liked something. Yeah. But, it's, it's quite... Um, it's a bit scary, really, isn't it? Like how we... Yeah how we consume life these days (laughs) it is no it really really is you know it's crazy how how dependent you know particularly as an artist or as a creator you know Mm -hmm. that we rely on particularly in a pandemic world how we rely on these social medias because before we used to you know to interact with people you just go out you go to a bar you go to a club you go to a gig and you meet different people and you interact that way because there hasn't yeah. been that many gigs. It's like, okay, then we've got to all migrate to this one big platform where everyone's yeah. just flooded. Yeah, it's, it is scary. I try not to think about it a lot. I know a lot of people go, oh, I'm going, on, going off social media for a week. The thought of that just terrifies me, Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, try, 
I'll tackle that when it comes to it. At the minute, I'm just fine with being addicted to it. <laughs> before, before, I mean, Facebook itself, I deleted Facebook before I started my podcast. And when I started mm. my podcast, um, the end of 2019, start of 2020, I then had to reinstall Facebook. And when I started it, just... I didn't delete my account as such, you know, by completely removing it. I disabled my account, so I couldn't access it. Mm. I couldn't use it. And then when I re-enabled it, seeing all the comments and all the notifications, I had an anxiety mm. attack. It was like I can imagine. I've yeah. just missed. I've possibly missed out on a lot here, you know. But I enjoyed having the time away from it. I enjoyed mm. going out and I, I did a lot of traveling. I did a lot of exploring the world. I did a lot of going across, going on like P and O ferries. Going over to wow. like Amsterdam and Bruges and uh, Ghent and then flying over to different parts of Spain, visiting ba- little out of like going to Barcelona and wow. visiting little villages and towns around Barcelona, not just in the center itself and mm. experiencing life. And I really enjoyed that and not having to document everything. It was so yeah. easy. It was I very so- much thought, yeah, I'm very much in that the opposite of that at the minute yeah. in my life. I am. Now that I've started yeah. this, everything's got to be filmed. Everything's, oh, oh, I'm going there. Okay, I've got to make sure I've got my... I went... <laughs> when I went to Greece last time and uh, I forgot my phone. I left my mm-hmm. phone in the car in the airport. And it was, in a, it was in a secure car park thing. And the entire time that I was over in Greece, it was for a week, all I had mm-hmm. in the back of my head was my phone's in that car. I could be... Yeah. I could, this is a great view, this. I could use this as a promo. I could do this for this. I could announce this podcast is coming out then because I was just starting my radio show at the same time. And yeah. it's like, I could announce the fact that I'm doing my radio show with this behind me. This is, you know, it's great things. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, kind of, it kind of upset me at a point as well. The fact that my mind was going straight. Oh, I need this. I need to, I yeah. need this to kind of fulfill what I'm doing. And you, you don't, I know you don't, but. No, I know. I, I feel like at some point I'll hit that. I'll hit that moment of what have I been doing? But at the same time, it's so important to promote. And I guess that's where the hard work comes in social mm-hmm. media. People don't realize the just it takes, you know, to do an effective Instagram post, how long it takes. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't rush it and hope for the, you know, that everyone's going to see it. It's um, it's its own speciality. And there's people who make a living doing it. Yeah. Um, so the idea of, I guess that's the thing about being an independent musician. You're basically, you're a videographer, a musician, a social media expert, um, you know, advertising agent. You, you're absolutely everything in one you're kind of agent. You're a, <laughs> you're everything. Yeah. You literally are everything. And yeah, you know, it, it's like, like I said earlier about having a social media manager for those that are, you know, higher up because of the amount of things. There's just mm. so much that there is just so much to do. There is so much that is involved and, that's one of the reasons why I couldn't really dive even deeper. I, 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 I approach things as a fan and I enjoy approaching things as a fan. But as soon as you start to try and toe the line and go further into it, there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. I mean, I did a charity single um, last year and trying to organize that. It was me and a couple of other people from Scarlet River Management. Mm-hmm. And when we was doing that, there was so much that was involved, trying to organise artists, trying to organise actual sound, getting it mixed, mastered, getting the final <laughs> thing done, then organising it on DistroKid, organising the sales, making sure everything's set up right, doing the posts, 
contacting the amount of radio shows. I had yeah. so many emails that just want answered, want looked at. Yeah. Because that's that's what happens. Unless <laughs> and it's such a sad state of affairs. That's you know, I go back to what I was saying right at the beginning in terms of I can't wait for the day where our genre, you know, this country music umbrella, you know, that involves in uh folk, that involves Americana, that involves, you know, parts of blues and everything that mm -hmm. comes with it. Yeah. I can't wait for it to be socially accepted rather than this yeah, yeah. this kind of quirky genre that only niche. <laughs> this niche, yeah, that cultural people yeah. seem to go, Oh, you you must be a uh, a yeehaw fan. <laughs> you know, the, Totally. You, you like that Western music, you know. It, it's yeah. As, as soon as you mention country, it's like, oh, you like um, yeah. They'll play just Glenn Campbell on repeat. Oh uh, yeah. And as much as I love, you know, Rhinestone Cowboy, I do love that song. Let them <laughs> play it all over, you know. Go ahead. Yeah. But that assumption is so frustrating because there's so the. Yeah. The diversity of music, particularly in UK country music, and yeah. Americana and blues and folk and bluegrass, is huge. <laughs> it's just like it's like different accents, isn't it? You know. It yeah. But yeah, everybody, <laughs> if you haven't bought therapy yet, and if you haven't listened to Jenny yet, listen <laughs> now. <laughs> Do what Dom says. You know, he seems to know his stuff. <laughs> it has been absolutely brilliant chat with you today jenny ditto it's been really nice and it's been really eye-opening and refreshing for me in the ways that i've already explained um so thank you thank you for having me it's been, it's been really nice to finally meet you because you're like you're one of the you're one of those that i hadn't met yet you know i'd heard a lot about and seen a lot of things and it's finally nice to be able to say ah dom <laughs> that's what it is that's what it looks like that's dom oh. <laughs> all right don't need to meet him again now no no I'll, I'll be back i'm sure <laughs> well i'd love to have you back on because i want to dive more into eli you know in terms of yeah. how you know you formed as a band and how that developed um but yeah. we're just about to in terms of our full conversation that we've done we're just about to hit two hours now when this gets edited down it'll probably be about an hour and 50 wow um but yeah I want. I want to do another one, you know, another two hour, which I know we'll be able to smash. It'd be nice. It'd be nice with um, um. Unfortunately, Josh wasn't able to make it tonight because of traffic issues and and all all sorts of things. But it would be nice for you to, I guess, see the other other side of it, you know, because you're very much seeing the the singer songwriter side of the band now. Um, and I will say it will be very different chat, you know, when there's <laughs> more people. Um, yeah, let's. I, I'm really. I would really like to do this again. Yeah. With more. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to have you on and to and to meet the whole band as well. You know, I can't wait to actually get to a gig. Yeah. Oh no, that'd be really cool. Well, I'll have, have to let you know when we're near you. <laughs> oh, you, you definitely do. Anywhere near York, even if it means going to Leeds or Manchester and traveling to travel, just let me know, a day, and I'll try and organize a day where I can actually get across. That'd be cool. That'd be that. That would be really epic. That'd be like. IRL epic. <laughs> and what we'll have to do is we'll have to see if we can organise a live chat. See if we can do because I yeah. know the uh, the podcasting thing that I use the uh, the hosting site is called Podbean, and what they do mm -hmm. is they do live podcasts. So you can click the live button and just stream straight away onto a podcast live. 
So oh. I might have to, next time, if I ever do get to a gig, that's what I'm going to have to trial out. You could be my first guinea pigs. We, we'd be well up for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Everybody, make sure you follow Jenny. Do you, do you want to give out your social media accounts again for both yourself as a solo artist and for Eli? Yeah, so um, for Eli, it's Eli.band on Instagram, like I say. Um, we are Eli Band UK, I think, on Twitter. Um, we are pretty, and for myself, it's pretty much Jenny.colquit or Jenny underscore Colquit or Jenny Colquit on every platform. There's only one apparently in the world, so I'm pretty fortunate with that. Uh, but Eli is spelled E-L-Y. Um, as much as you might think it's not, <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, check us out um, on Spotify as well. The best place actually to look really is our link tree in the in, in the Instagram bios. That's where we have everything, everywhere where we are and everywhere you can see what we're up to and all the content we're you know, putting out because we're putting a lot of content out. Between me and the band this year, it's like content galore. So if you're ever going to delve into the realms of us, then this year is the is the time. And when are you streaming on Twitch next? Or what days do you stream? So at the minute, it's a little bit in, um, intermittent due to like album creating things. But um, it's every Monday night at 7 p.m. on Twitch. It's definitely every Friday night at 7 p.m. on Twitch. And on Sundays, um, which can be a little bit intermittent, it's every um, every Sunday at 7 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but like I say, the Sundays, depending on recording days, that kind of yeah just keep an eye on my social medias and it'll tell you when i'm going live just make sure you follow on everything it, just follow follow me on everything <laughs> even if you don't use facebook and you have to download it download it and follow jenny just that's what you need to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much for coming on it has been an absolute pleasure honor and privilege to be able to get to finally chat with you oh and you dom honestly it's it's been really nice delightful refreshing and it's been a really positive chat and yeah, I take a, a lot away from this. So thank you. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. I hope you have all enjoyed this and be again. Yeah. Be sure to follow Jenny, be sure to follow Eli and listen particularly to therapy because well, I've spoken a lot about therapy today and I can't wait to actually talk more to you about all of your other songs. There's so much, there's so much, like you say, you know, it's content galore. It is content galore. It's music galore. So many it is. different feels and vibes. It's brilliant. It really, really is. And when is this going out? Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, is this going out before Sunday? Because we have the music video coming out on Sunday. And that's not my dog. Yay! That's my dogs. Oh, the joys of recording <laughs> is the fact that you get to listen to our pets. <laughs> um, so yes, this will be going out hopefully tomorrow. Oh, epic. Okay, well... Guys, if you if you really want to get a vibe for therapy and you really want to get a vibe for the band and everything we're up about visually and aesthetically and um, musically, our music video is coming out on Sunday. Um, it's probably going to be a 5 p.m. premiere on YouTube. So I will post the links to that um, all over the social medias to just keep an eye on that. That is going to be the place to really get to know us, I say. <laughs> and as soon as you share that on social media i will share it myself and try and spread the word as much as as far as i can go anyhow you know to the whole three followers i've got <laughs> cool <laughs> so uh, thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure thanks everybody for listening be sure to follow jenny be sure to get ready to watch the video premiere 
I'm, I'm yeah. excited. I'm going to be watching. Even I if can't wait. Car, I'm just going to have it playing in the background and just casually glancing whilst watching the road in a safe manner, please. I, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we don't driving while watching the video because it's a... Uh, it's quite eye-catching, let's say. <laughs> oh, see, you make it exciting. You... Why, why, it... Ca why can't it be today? <laughs> take Better care. Better wait, guys. Oh, take care. Thank you so much, Dom. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.